0: Hey, everybody, Marissa here chiming in right at the top because in this episode, I neglected to mention something very cool and important, which is that I am the guest on a podcast called Not Another Bad Movie Podcast coming out April 11th. This Saturday, if you're listening to this the day that it comes out, the movie that I watched with Not Another Bad Movie Podcast's host Megan is a film called Insta Psycho. And it is about modern-day high schoolers who are having a hard time. So, as you can imagine, other than the modern-day part, it was pretty familiar territory for yours truly as a podcaster. Anyway, check out Not Another Bad Movie Podcast anytime after April 11th, 2020. What else are you doing? Okay, here's extra drama. It's extra drama for book number 39, Secret Admirer. So does that me miss America? Hi everybody, I'm Marissa Flaxbart, that's me, and with me again is Megan Collier. Hello. Hello. Hello, hello. hello, hello. Um, right as we were finishing the last episode, you were asking a question about class. Yeah, I was really curious
1: how... Like, okay, so, Paolo, like, does fatness ever come up also in any of the episodes? Like, do, like, you know, we, like, talking about people's bods besides just, like, their, like, hot bods. Curious if that comes up. And then, um, how class functions in the Sweet Valley High world. Yeah. Um... I think there was, like, a moment in this where Elizabeth or Jessica is, like, talking about the kids with, like, the big houses, I think. Um, And it was just, I'm, like, curious about kind of what goes unstated and, like, unmarked in the books.
0: Uh, We joke a lot that it seems like everybody in Sweet Valley is hot. Mm-hmm. Like, people's sexy bodies are described quite a bit. Mm-hmm. There's a passing moment in this book where uh, it talks about Jessica wearing a white string bikini and another moment where she's wearing this, like, leopard print bikini and her mother, like, says, new swimsuit? Yeah. And she's like, yeah, you like it? And the mom says, I would like it better on somebody else's daughter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they're very, you know, people are very sexy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, for there's a really early book where... Um, a character is overweight mm-hmm. and she becomes slender by the end of the book. And she's like kind of a hero. And it's not like the book is totally unsympathetic mm-hmm. to how badly she's being treated. Like her mistreatment by the popular girls is kind of the subject of the book. Mm-hmm. But that's sort of ruined by the fact that the way that she, like, shows them is by losing all the weight. Yeah. Which perpetuates this myth that um, fat people are fat because they're lazy, which is bullshit, you know, all sorts. As we know, I mean, I feel like this is part of the discourse now. Right. It is possible to, I mean, as we're all discovering now, (laughs) to sit around and and not get enough exercise and to gain weight, that happens. Yeah. But you also would just have your body type, right? Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that's... On the list of things that, like, through a modern lens, feel uncomfortable about Sweet Valley, there's not a ton of race representation, but that sort of gets sort of a little bit addressed. Mm -hmm. You could call it half-assed, but it does get addressed a little bit from book to book. Mm -hmm. Then there's the sexuality question, which I think we're going to come to find there are a couple of times when it maybe almost gets addressed, Mm -hmm. (laughs) at least subtextually, um, and then, of course, we have our, our, yeah. our queer readings of We the have books, which are, yeah, are great. Love to have a guest on that can <laughs> take that on fully. But I, I I dabble here and there. And then a class we're going to get to. But I think that I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to go to a place where I'm, like, comparing different plights. But I definitely think that the weight discrimination is something that the books never really handle in a great way mm-hmm. like they and i think it's i don't know if we've still really gotten there yeah so no wonder that in the 80s the books are still being written as if there as if it's an okay stance yeah. to be uncomfortable around fat people period yeah, yeah. and if, if yeah I, I feel
1: like that is also you know like even harry potter right like the dursleys as like like, mm. Their bodies being these, like, you know, things that you can poke fun at. It's, like, still very socially acceptable. Yeah. I I would argue, but.
0: Right, right. So class. Mm-hmm. W- was there something in particular about the, in the books that, that made you wonder about class? Yeah, I was just curious if it's, like, if everyone is middle class,
1: like, quote-unquote middle class in the books. Um, or if there's, like, uh, hold on. Uh, Lila lived in the most exclusive area of town on the hill overlooking Sweet Valley. Uh, as Jessica drove up the winding road, she passed stately mansions separated from each other by discreet hedges and wide manicured lawns. So just like, I think I was curious about like space yeah. and like if this mm-hmm. is like ever addressed and like if this is ever like a topic.
0: Yeah. I was reminded in this book that where the Lila lives is called Fowler Crest. Which doesn't that sound like a soap opera name?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Yeah. Well, we actually just had a sort of eye-opening book a couple books ago where there was like an even wealthier, even fancier town next door or like area of town. But um, yeah, no, it's like the Fowlers and the Patmans are the really wealthy families. Okay. And then every once in a while, a character or a family will pop up that seems to have a lot of wealth too. The Maros have a lot of wealth. Okay. But they're not stuck up about it. But yeah, I think generally speaking, everybody is sort of assumed to be middle or upper middle class,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then
0: there are storylines about the rich kids, which is I think a little bit of like an escapist fantasy of yeah. the books, and then a lot of store, a lot of stuff happens at the rich kids' houses because they have money and space, and they Lila throws parties, Bruce will throw parties, mm-hmm. and then there are storylines that are around people being really poor, and then you get to see the kids um, kind of mistreating or being unfair to uh people that are poor because they're poor or or poor characters trying to hide their poorness or the fact that they have a job outside of school got it yeah um yeah it's i I don't think that the book goes as far as like participating Mm -hmm. in that kind of shaming it so uh, if we want to give the series a ton like all of the credit Mm -hmm. we could say that it's just being realistic about how teenagers are Mm -hmm. but and how society is yeah yeah but we see it (laughs) we see that happen right right the characters without without the cool clothes and to like yeah Yeah. got it yeah yeah nobody's poor in in secret admirer Mm -hmm. yeah right not visibly at least yeah i was wondering how like how the
1: wakefields were Compared to us, yeah. like you know, like yeah. they also have a stately mansion. But I, I, my guess was no, based no. on like the differentiation.
0: They have a uh, California-style house with Spanish tile roof, and it's my dream. Yeah, they have a perfect house. Yeah, yeah. And they have three cars, and also Stephen has a car. So mom and dad have a car. The twins share a car. Mm-hmm. A little Fiat or something. Yes, yeah. that's right. Yeah.
1: that's right. I'm not sure why that's. We got a name. few
0: car names in this one. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kirk, I think it is, drives a Trans Am. Mm, white mm-hmm. Trans Am. Mm-hmm. Hot. Hot looking car. Yeah. <laughs> hot hot boy. Hot car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, There was one other thing that I thought might be fun to talk about just because it was so interesting in this book to get a look at the way that all of these uh, kids had these varying opinions about, like, the very idea of posting personal ads in the paper. Mm-hmm. Um, it, nowadays, it's such a normal thing to think about, like, like getting a date or finding dates through, I don't know, something, some other way than just meeting people. You can see this, like, I feel like this, this book is like a historical document in that, in this moment in time, it was like, oh, personal ads are for losers, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's
1: like first personal ads, then online dating and it's mm-hmm. like this, like kind of creepy and weird to like, you never know who you're going to get sort of, sort of dynamic.
0: Yeah. Um. we get a glimpse of that here.
1: absolutely. Absolutely. So there, uh, in the past, I don't know, year and a half or so, um, there's been kind of a return to the personal ad dynamics. So, like, pulling on kind of, like, some, like, queer histories of uh, newspaper personal ads, um, and kind of a, a return to that, but using Instagram and now an app. Um, but Lex is a, like, um queer personal ad thing so the like people submit their ads post them on instagram um and then folks can connect in this kind of like blind datey way you know just with like a very short little snippet about kind of what they're about what they're seeking and yeah i think it is it seems like it's taking off um, the app seems seems to be successful. Who knows? But um, it's very fun. I love reading them. Um, just seeing the way, like the ways people describe themselves, and you know, this the sociologist here speaking. Um, yeah, <laughs> the ways people describe themselves and their their desire and like kind of what they're what they're seeking. Yeah, um, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. So
0: yeah. if you were a John Carger, what you would do is you would get an account on this app and you would uh, answer a bunch of people's posts. Yes. Rather than just being an observer from the outside and, like, calling them up and saying, can you tell me a little bit about your experience yeah, with this app? Yeah, I'll just
1: send some flirty, you know, some flirty exchanges, yeah. some flirty DMs back and forth. Right. And, uh, you know, that's the
0: the appropriate uh, yeah. sociological way yeah. to proceed. Yeah, I guess at least he didn't ghost them. He let them down. But that's he, a, did, yeah. You know. <laughs> John Carger. I'm just, like,
1: I'm shocked. Also, like, Faye is not, uh... Innocent either. No, yeah.
0: no. Yeah. I think Faye knows she's hot too. Yeah, <laughs> she's like not even worried. Oh, John. She's not even a little bit worried right. about sending her dorky but sexy boyfriend out on all these dates with high school girls. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, some sexy ones. I also am always like skeptical
1: of you know college boys that are dating high school girls. Oh, for right. sure. It's always like a. Yeah. So it's creeped me out That's a the bit.
0: creepiest thing about Paolo's letter, I think, above all. Yeah. Is that, like, you seem like, I can't find any girls in college who are my speed. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you. what does that say about you, dude? Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. one thing to be like, oh, I'm willing, I'm 19, I'm willing to date a 16-year-old. It's another thing to be like, you know, none of these 19-year-olds have what I'm looking for. Yeah. I'm going to go back to the high oh. school, the local <laughs> high school, <laughs> and let one of those girls... Explode yeah. on me. Yeah. It's like, oh, gross. <laughs> gross. Sorry. Love dessert. Yeah. Yeah. But he did love dessert. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right Although the only, we only we see him eating a breadstick, but the only dessert we see in this book is the baklava that John Carker gets at a, the Greek restaurant. Oh. I don't remember that. That's fine. It's not an yeah, I don't remember <laughs> okay. that. I don't remember that. Literally read this book uh, mere hours yeah. ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The book made, it just that it made a whole big thing about how Jessica didn't know what baklava was, and so oh. then when she gets it, she describes it, and you can, like, see the editor being, like, teens will not know what this means oh, you must He ex- no. must describe it <laughs> yeah, like john, john is so worldly that he knows what baklava is. Yeah. yeah i mean it is 1987 so who knows maybe that's a good point uh, is it i don't know i feel like greek restaurants yeah. have been around for a long time maybe maybe like yeah I don't know. megan thank you again for being here yeah. and um gladiators tune in next week for the conclusion of season four of sweet valley diaries and uh like bring your Kleenex. Hopefully not because you're ill. Yes. <laughs> okay. Love you. Bye. Good job. Oh, apparently it's raining again. Okay. I didn't have you tease oh. the, the next book. Do you gonna so, do this now? Yeah, okay. Just this part. Yeah. Okay.
1: <clears throat> Will Amy succeed in luring Bruce away from Regina? Find out in Sweet Valley High number 40 On the Edge. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so bad.